The retreat of the African Union Executive Council on Agenda 2063 is currently underway in Kigali, Rwanda, and I have an opportunity here to engage with His Excellency Mr. Albert Muchanga, the AU Commissioner on Economic Development, Tourism, Trade, Industry and Mining. Good afternoon and welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you. Would you kindly reflect on the uh, first 10-year plan of Agenda 2063 with specific focus on your department? What has been uh, the key highlights and what has been the challenges in your department? Well, when we started implementing the first decade of the African Union Agenda 2063, we had a number of flagship projects and programs uh, in the program. One of them was the establishment of the African Continental Free Area. We've ticked that one. It has been delivered. Now we're implementing the agreement and protocols and it's laying a very strong foundation for the eventual establishment of the African Customs Union. So that is a positive tick. The second one is the question of Africa's huge dependence on the production and export of raw materials. So we can came up with the African Union commodity strategy. That has been delivered, it has been adopted by the heads of state and government through the ministers. Now what remains is implementation. And we reviewed the program of its implementation during this year, about a month ago. And we decided to establish an African Union value addition forum so that we bring the business people, we bring policymakers and other stakeholders on how to implement the commodity strategy and ensure that we start the process of value addition. You see, when you look at Africa's manufacturing sector, the highest cost component of our manufacturing activity is importation of intermediate goods. The basic raw materials in quite a number of cases come from Africa. They are processed abroad as intermediate goods. They come back to be put into our manufacturing processes. Time has come for us now to be doing that. And that requires investment in research and development and the other innovative activities. So that one, we are okay. We, we have delivered. The other one is the African Economic Platform of Forum. Uh, we had the inaugural meeting of the platform in 2017 in Mauritius. But I think we had the governance challenges and also there was very little communication to the heads of state and government. The private sector members who came to Mauritius for the inaugural session were disappointed that were the very few heads of state and government. So we are revisiting the whole program to see how we can improve its governance and also advocate for the active participation of the private sector. Basically what the private sector wants is to have direct dialogue at the continental level with the heads of state and government. So we needed to make room for that. The second flagship project we had, program, 
is the establishment of the African Union financial institutions. These are the African Central Bank, the African Investment Bank, and the African Monetary Fund. We have moved somewhere in the African Central Bank. The first stage is one, to come up with macroeconomic convergence criteria. And that was adopted by the heads of state and government in 2021. So on the basis of those macroeconomic convergence criteria, we'll see how we can harmonize the policies of uh, all the member states, which will enable us to come up with a single African currency. And we need a specialized institution to uh, monitor implementation of the macroeconomic convergence criteria. And this is now leads us to the establishment of the African Monastery Institute, which is going to be based in Abuja, Nigeria, the ultimate headquarters of the African Central Bank. So the African uh, Development Bank has agreed to assist us in mobilizing funding for the establishment and operationalization of the African Monetary Institute. Work is still underway on the question of the African Central Bank, the African Monetary Fund, and the African Investment Bank. But in order to ensure that we facilitate greater political commitment to its implementation, the heads of state and government appointed His Excellency the President of Ghana to be the champion on the African Union financial institutions. <clears throat> Every year I meet with him to brief him on the progress made, and on the basis of that, he's able to make a report to the heads of state and government. So he's going to make the next report in February 2024. And in between, we have created a forum we call the Friends of the Champion on African Union financial institutions. These are the ambassadors representing the heads of state and government because the champion is Ghana. So the ambassador of Ghana chairs that forum. Then the host of the African Central Bank is Nigeria. So the ambassador of Nigeria represents the president. The host of the African Monetary Fund is going to be Cameroon. So the ambassador of Cameroon also represents his head of state, his head of state and government. And the head of the African Investment Bank is going to be Libya. So they are also going to, 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 to participate. So these are the major activities that we are, uh, we are working on. And as we move forward to give dynamism, another set of initiatives are going to come up. And if you want them to say them out, I'll be available to do that. Yes, of course. <laughs> I would like you to say them out. Um, you just came out of a, a panel discussion which reflected on, on a financing of flagship programs for Agenda 2063. What are some of, of the concerning matters that are relating to financing of flagship programs of the Agenda 2063? Well, uh, you see, when you look at the African Union Agenda 2063, there, the heads of state and government made a commitment. And their commitment is that uh, to effectively implement the African Union Agenda 2063, 75% to 90% of the resources must be raised domestically. So 
when we do the, bud, uh, the, the, the costing of the projects, we're able to come up with the overall um, uh, cost. But the question we don't address is, where are the funds coming from? So in this meeting, the panel discussing that we, may, uh, we had, I made the point that uh, we must take it as our own responsibility to raise the funds. Because if we depend on foreigners, it is going to be very, very challenging for a number of reasons. One is that uh, when you look at the pattern of, of official development assistance flows, they have been declining in real terms. So there's no guarantee that uh, they're going to, uh, to, to increase. Mm -hmm. Then when you look at the pattern of borrowing, Africa has been, get, been able to get uh, loans in, uh, uh, from the short-term market, the euro bonds, five years to 10 years maturity. That puts a lot of pressure on the domestic economy. Right now, about 25% of our member states are what, in what we call date distress situations. They are going to face difficulties in servicing those dates. So we need to move towards long-term finan uh, financing. Then when it comes to domestic resource mobilization, let us ensure that we strengthen our tax administration. We make them digital, electronic, so that if a consumer buys an item, immediately it is punched in. We know the amount of tax that is available, mm. so that there is no, no, no evasion. And if there is any attempt by the seller to say, let me give you a hundred return receipt, it becomes the obligation of the buyer to go and say, he tried to protect me, or she, she tried to, to, to corrupt me. That person must be prosecuted. So we must strengthen our domestic tax administration services across Africa. Then there is also the issue of illicit financial flows. Annually, Africa loses about 89 billion US dollars in illicit financial flows. We have come up with a strategy at the level of the African Union Commission on how to end this sketch. And we are encouraging member states to domesticate that process, one of which is exchange of information. So that around the jurisdictions, we are able to exchange information on the movements of funds. And you are able to know that this, one, uh, this money left these jurisdictions illegally and should be taxed. So these are some of the issues that we are working on. Now, coming back to the issue of how to move in the next 10-year uh, uh, implementation uh, plan. Uh, one of the key elements is to promote rapid economic growth. So we've teamed up with the African, Export, with the African Development Bank and Audanepad to come up with a study on key actions to achieve inclusive growth and sustainable development across Africa so that we position African countries to grow at levels of 7 to 10%. That way, we are going to ensure that the investments that they require are more or less organized against the background of that key requirement. The other one is on the issue of export development and diversification. We would like to position Africa 
start coming up with manufactured goods, agro-processed goods, and enhanced trading services like labor. Most of our labor right now, when it goes abroad, is very, very cheap because we have not really come up with a mechanism to ensure that our highly trained people really bring back what is supposed to come to Africa. And when they retire, they are also able to get the terminal benefits which will enable them to come back to Africa and retire uh, without having to worry about what they are going to eat the next day. Then the, another key issue is the issue of the carbon market. Uh, Africa has vast uh, forests which are carbon sinks of the world. And uh, according to the African Development Bank, between now and 2030, we can be able to mobilize close to 4.6 or so trillion US dollars in carbon, uh, in carbon revenues. So we needed to enhance that process of mobilizing uh, the resources. And the final one is tax incentives. In quite a number of cases, the amounts that we give on tax incentives should have been deployed in development. We lose quite a lot. A study by the African Tax Administration Forum and the United Nations Economic Commission for Africa states that um, annually Africa loses about 20, $220 billion US dollars in, through tax incentives. There is also a concern about allocation of funds within um, the African uh, Union, with about 70% or so going uh, solely to peace and security programs. It looks like we, we still have a huge prog I mean, a problem in, in Africa where we have to attend to the issues of peace and security in, in, instead of looking at developing our own continent. How do you think we should go forward in that regard? We have answered that by operationalizing the first aspiration of the African Union Agenda 2063. It states very clearly that we need, we aspire to have a prosperous Africa based on inclusive growth and sustainable development. Based on that, we've come up with a study involving ourselves, uh, the African Development Bank, and NEPAD, on key actions to achieve inclusive growth and sustainable development across Africa. It is anchored on two key, key pillars. One, to position African countries grow at rates of 7 to 10% per annum. And two, to increase investments from 20% of Africa's GDP to 40%. That is going to demand a lot of resources. Now, when we have sold that uh, program to the heads of state and government, which we are going to finish the study in December this year, when we have given it to put it before the heads of state and government, if they approve it, then the next stage is for member states to domesticate it. And you are going to see now a shift on the increase of resources towards development. Ambassador Muchanga, thank you so much for having made time to speak to us on Ubuntu Radio. Wish you all the best. Thank you very much. We need all the luck. Thank you.